talking about practice. Welcome to Hero Ball, your podcast exploring the multiverse of sports and entertainment. My name is Tom Jones. With me, as always, are my good buddies, Darren Caldwell. What up? What up? Carter Smith. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> good evening. We're really recording tonight as a cure for a 50-point loss. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. We'll, we'll get there. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Darren's it's already, already yeah, blocked it out. Yeah, it's already been blocked out. Last night is just kind of this weird blur. It's when you get into the car accident and you don't remember the accident. All right, it blocked out a little bit last That's night. That's what happened. That's when you had mentioned that you'd only slept, slept for three hours. I was going to say, you took it that hard. Like, <laughs> it's okay, Darren. <laughs> no, I should have watched the Jazz's offense last night, and that would have helped my youngest son sleep. Yeah. No, you should have just watched the game back, and it would have put him right to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Complete bore. What a snoozer. Right. Absolutely. Sorry, this, brutal. this beer is burpy. I don't know, dude. I need some water. There you go. How about that for podcast content? It's burpy beer. What's the burpiest beer you've ever had? Oh, I don't know. But listen, my parents brought me back one from Montana. And literally, like, out of the bottle, I had to pour it into a glass because every sip out of the bottle would foam out of my mouth like a like a rabid dog. It was the weirdest thing. I don't know if it was because the altitude changed between there and here. But I couldn't. Like, it was blocking and choking me. It was blocking my air canal because so much <laughs> bubbles were coming up. I had to just pour it all out. It sounds like a lawsuit. Dude, it was crazy. I'd never had a beer like that. Have you ever had them where you open them and they just foam and foam and you have to just basically sit it in the sink or something for five minutes for it to yeah, as you lose decide like to... Yeah, and then you go beer. back and it's like only a half a bottle. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like that's user error. It is. Oh, it absolutely is. <laughs> I mean, I dropped it on the floor. For yeah, like, wait, you guys don't <laughs> shake up your <laughs> beer bottles before you... <laughs> the only time I've seen that happen, like, on a regular basis is when people homebrew and, like, something goes wrong in the, in the uh, you know, add the, add the bubbles yeah. phase. The yeast, yeah. yeah. I found that mine is, when that's happened to me, it's maybe, like, it's not cold enough? Maybe? I could be totally wrong, but no I've idea. noticed that when that's happened, it's like a warmer. I'm like, oh, this is more like room temperature anyway. Maybe it's I'm, it's punishment for trying to drink a room temperature beer. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Well, Thanksgiving's next week. This is the Go Home podcast before the big show. You know what that means? It's, it's just the last podcast before the big show. Hmm. That's insider talk for you. See, when I hear go home, I think you don't have to go home, but you have to get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. And I hear Big Show, and I think of the wrestler. Does he say go home? No, he's just called the Big Show. Oh, oh the Big Show. Yeah. He was the giant, and then he was, he was the, the Big giant. Show. When, giant. Uh, yeah. He was, a, he was really big. He's like a big uh, show. Nine years ago, ten years ago, because yeah, yeah. Uh, when well, we went down to big. Mexico he's on a mission trip show. with the church, 
uh, actually the mission trip that uh, I proposed to my wife on, mm-hmm. on a Mexican beach. I'm excited nice. already because somehow you've worked in a church mission trip and the big show into a story. Exactly. So let's go for this. And so we would be we'd be down there working on houses, doing whatever, playing with the kids. Uh, you know, these little Mexican kids just running around, yeah. schooling all of us in soccer and Typical all that. church mission trip. And uh, and they would come up to me and they'd go, big show, big show. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I had a big show action oh, figure. It. When I was a uh-huh. kid, yeah, nice. I liked him. He was a, he was a cool wrestler. Yeah. Speaking of, I, I, for some reason, well, not for some reason, it's just entertaining. But I've been going back and watching a ton of uh, wrestling matches what and stuff. Watching those anyway, just YouTube. You. There's okay. a lot of them on YouTube. And, no, um, where where were you watching those? Oh no. yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It went in the bathroom. With the lights <laughs> I know. No, well, really, like Caitlin's like, what, hey, what are you watching? No, like, turn it, and she just rolls her eyes. She's like, what are you? <laughs> that's what my wife does. Too. Uh, but dude, yeah. But I've been going back to like some classic matches and stuff from like the '90s, like WCW era. Yeah. Um So I think I I probably hit both of you up. Yeah, you've been hitting us up with it. The Sting yeah. storyline from '96. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The NWO, WCW. Oh, dude, that I've been. I was kind of watching that whole chronicle, just kind of going through the whole storyline, which played itself out like over a year. And that is some. That is so entertaining. It's so fun to watch, and it's just so such a. I sent uh, one of the videos. I can't remember which one, but I sent. I think it was the one where Sting announces himself as a free agent because Lex uh, Luger betrayed him. And he kind of doesn't know what to do. So anyway, I sent that video to my brother, and he just responded. He's like, "Like it, it's such a soap opera." And oh, I'm like, "That's the best way." To, it's like such a entertaining soap opera. Like the storylines they come up with. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, some classic wrestling. That's always fun to revisit. I don't, I don't follow it really we, much. We nowadays, had to explain but. that to my mother and really to my wife as well. That's it's just soap opera. It's theater. That's all it is. It's physical theater. They're telling a story. There's a bad guy. There's a good guy. Yeah. You boo for the bad guy because he does bad things like cheats to win and, you know, uses brass knuckles and whatever underhanded way he has to get a victory. Yeah. To rob victory from the good guy. The good guy is always good and you want to win, you know. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's just theater. That's all it is. Did you ever get into wrestling, Darren? Not really. But I I remember like I, I played like a Game Boy wrestling video game. Where you could be the Undertaker or Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, so that was probably a WF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. WWF, and that's the only thing I knew was Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, Ultimate Warrior, Giant, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man. But that is like that's that's like my favorite era to like revisit those. Oh yeah, that WWF, um, and then like the early WCW. Because when I was a kid, we we were. I'm like I, like I just said, I had action figures. We watched mm-hmm. it every week. My oh, brother yeah. and I would go out on the trampoline, we would do, do the moves on each other. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, my favorite wrestler was always Sting. I, I just I loved Sting. I loved his surfer gimmick. Oh, that's I like the Saved by the Bell surfer gimmick right there. Oh, absolutely. When he had the the bleached hair, he turquoise everything. Yeah, bright colors, bright the colors. face paint. But Sting was my guy, and and. And my brother really liked him too. I always felt like we can't like the same guy, but we did. But I always liked his surfer gimmick. I, I liked the crow thing too. But but I always liked I liked him, and I liked uh, mankind. Mankind was pretty cool. Oh, I, I kind of liked all of Mick Foley's characters. He's a crazy. Sting guy. had some good uh, matches against Cactus Jack. Mm-hmm. That was some fun stuff. He had Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, yeah. Mankind. 
Yeah, video games too, Darren. Like we would play the yeah, WCW Mayhem on the oh, Nintendo yeah, 64 yeah. was yeah. a great game. It was the first, not maybe probably not the first game, but maybe from my memory that I can remember like creating a character. Okay. Oh, and, so yeah, we yeah. played a lot. Yeah, hours. and so I would create, my brother and I had a tag team duo nice. that we created called Rage and Wasp. <laughs> and they were like these like hillbilly dudes like we like they hit, were wearing like over overalls and like i think one of them i can't remember which one one of our guys had like face paint and a mullet and just like yeah but it was so funny and we would we would like do our own commentary and stuff while we were playing and it was fun anyway a little wrestling tangent or rabbit trail yeah I don't even remember um, how that got started. Sorry. Our buddy Big Matt. Show. Our buddy Matt <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Starting a wrestling podcast. Yeah, he did. He did a few. I don't know if he's starting a new one or is he? Oh, I don't know. I know he he's had done a few episodes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, plug for uh, for uh, our greatest sport is what he was calling it. And he was mm-hmm. just doing some like commentary and some recap. And Matt, we expect some of those kickbacks. Him and I uh, DM on on Twitter about wrestling stuff. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Why are you DMing, man? Keep that thing uh, public. Uh, but yeah, we, we need account. followers. Hero Ball WCW. hasn't broken into <laughs> WWE, I guess it is. Right. Right now. Hero Ball account hasn't broken into the wrestling ground yet. So I, I didn't know if it was appropriate or not. It's always appropriate if it's Hero Ball. Well, hey, we just talked about it now, so breaking new ground with it. It's now officially, it's entertainment, sports and entertainment. Entertainment 720. Multiverse. <laughs> Go around the world <laughs> twice. <laughs> the stupid thing is, is that the WWF back in the day lost a lawsuit to the World Wildlife, world wildlife Foundation. Yeah. For the and name. For the name and had to change their name. Yeah. Is that why they real? dropped the, the, the other yeah, w? That's why they went to, to the WF? Exactly. Okay. They dropped the F and went to the E. Which well, kind of worked in, worked for them anyways because they were already trying to rebrand as, as more of an entertainment company and trying to drop the whole shtick of like wrestling being real, right? They were trying to drop that and say, listen, we know you know it's not real, but it's still great theater. So they were trying to do that anyways. But it's still stupid because... I think that happened, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe right, right around the turn of the century or something. You can still, Google didn't exist at that time, but Ask Jeeves or whatever, WWF, nothing was going to come up with the World Wildlife Foundation. Give me a break. But they lost the lawsuit because it existed first. They had it first. I remember whatever. when there used to be the big debate about whether or not it was real. Yeah, that's right. That's all history. Nobody, yeah. if, if somebody's still arguing with you, like, you like it, you know that's not real, right? That's that's not the point. I don't right. watch it because I think it's real. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like to watch Mission Impossible. I don't. I know that's not real. Yeah. Like, when Who people cares? get hurt, I go, oh, no, that's not good. You don't want to get hurt. Like, when I see one of the wrestlers accidentally hurt someone, I go, they need to go back to the performance center and get some more training. You can't be hurting people out there. You're trying to put on a show and not hurt each other and make it look real. That's what you're trying to do. It, what's interesting too speaking of kind of the real versus not real within wrestling currently is some of the UFC which is very real oh yeah some of these people coming over they come to the WWE they like Brock Lesnar or something yeah like that, and yeah. Ronda Rousey they have a lot of females mm-hmm. coming over too they have and one, she Shayna Baszler is in their like development league called NXT that one was fierce she's really good so I watched Ronda Rousey I watched one of her matches just out of curiosity because I was like, yeah, you know, she is 
She's got it. She's got like, like she gets it. You know what I mean? Like the, the entertainment and what's kind of cool. She's kind of picked up on the old rowdy, Roddy Piper persona. He he lets her use that. Yeah. Well, he's passed away, but I know the the estate or the the family, whatever, like granted her permission to use that. So she's like the rowdy, rowdy, because that was her name was rowdy. Yeah. That was her W or you. Or UFC, yeah. UFC. But that's kind of cool because it's a cool throwback to a, a fun era that I personally I like recognize really well. But Ronda Rousey, she she was completely entertaining. But not only that, but she like there was a couple times where I'm like, wait, does she? No, she's not in the UFC right now. Like she makes she sells it, and so. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool I to mean, see that. Any, anybody who saw Expendables 3 knew that she could do that well. <laughs> She's I didn't all see five it. of us. Is she in it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I think funny. they're they're even trying to start like a, uh, a female Expendables with her and, you know, a bunch of other, uh, you know, hardcore girls like that. Yeah. Nice. But uh, I don't think it's gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. She, I've been really impressed with Rhonda's how she sells, meaning like when she takes a hit you know she really sells it makes it look like she's really heard and she's really great at the theatrics of it right well that's yeah. what i mean i just i'm like wow she because you just never know if someone who's a real fighter who's not not and and that's the thing is like who knows what a punch feels yeah like. like a real yeah can come in to this other side that like you said it is staged it is th- theatrics and you just kind of don't know how it's going to go so i was pretty impressed with mm-hmm. just so all right anyway speaking of that theatrics little rant let's segue into the movies coming out Ooh, a lot of trailers have hit teasers yeah Yeah, we got the toy story 4 teaser yep uh bringing back all the feels dumb uh dumbo trailer officially released i haven't watched that one you haven't watched it yet is it uh oh maybe I, i think i saw it's hard to keep track of what Disney trailers are coming out. Is this like a live action one? Or yeah, is this live action, action Dumbo. It came yeah. out yesterday, and it's oh, okay. they had no, released a, a teaser, teaser a couple months ago or, or a month or two. ago. I think right. I saw the teaser, but they released an actual ago. real full trailer Which, with to dialogue. Me actually, and, wasn't too much different. Like there still wasn't a lot of dialogue. It's, it was well, it, similar. it it revealed um, Dumbo himself because I think in the teaser he was more kind of in the shadows a little yeah. bit. Oh, he was under and, the hay. Yeah, in that beginning scene. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Beasts 2 Crimes of Grindelwald and well that, that one's yeah. actually just coming it's out coming that's out. not coming a trailer out. but yeah. it's this weekend yeah. right alright so where do you want to go you want to go Toy Story we sure. go Toy Story of course and that's the headliner I guess my first opinion on Toy Story would be I didn't feel we needed a Toy Story 3 and then mm-hmm. I got all weepy and it was amazing. And then you realize that the world would never be complete without a Toy Story 3. I, yeah, like I didn't know I needed a Toy Story exactly. 3. Exactly. A Toy Story 4, I go, how many times can you go to this well and still have it be good? But you've made three good Toy Stories already. I have no clue what this is about. They haven't told us. So I, I read something. It, uh, I'm excited for it. Like I, I just trust Pixar at this point to make a good film. I don't... I honestly... I don't know how many of these they can make, but let's go for it. As long as Tom Hanks and yeah, that's right. As long as you got still the people, kicking. <laughs> as long as John Ratzenberg or whatever is still doing the voice. What's his name from Cheers? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Katzenberg, Ratzenberg, yeah, yeah. The, the mailman, Cliff. This is, this is <laughs> good, uh, good yeah. radio, guys. But, uh, but <laughs> I, I was gonna say I, I did read, and now I don't know if this is a rumor, if this is actually 
where they're going with this, but if internet, you guys notice true. that Bo Peep is not in Toy Story 3. Right. Yeah. With uh, no, she got sold the, off. Uh, yeah, it basically the only... Yeah, they allude to a lot oh, of so it's the, the toys. Are, and so essentially that's what I've read is that Woody... Like the toys want Woody to reunite with. I guess I don't know if they're going to find her or if huh. I'm not exactly sure, but Buzz it's something to do in, with in Toy Story Three. Yeah, time for Woody to get the girl. Well, and Woody, Woody and Bo the Peep, they had their thing, and then you know she got sold, and now we've got to got to make her. I, so I've I've read though that it's like being modeled as a romantic comedy. Hmm, I'm okay with that. So, we'll see. I mean, obviously, from the little teaser, the teaser itself, I don't think, is actually footage from the movie at oh, all. No, it's just no, this no, little teaser introducing these two new characters, Bunny and Duck, or whatever they're going to be yeah, called, voiced right. by Key and Peel. That's who I thought they oh, were, Oh, really? Too. Yeah. Nice. Like, did you see this one, D? Uh-uh. Did no, I just saw the one where they're like up in the air in a circle, and the little spoon guy okay, freaks out. There's another one. I think I, thought, I, think I texted to you guys. Um, but you know you're busy with school and family and a million other things more than Carter and I are. Yeah, I've got like actual work to do in my work. <laughs> yeah, you've got actual life and responsibilities. Yeah, I, I can't relate to that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they introduced these two new characters, um, played by Key and Peele. That's who I thought they were, and they're it's yeah, a really we funny. We thought clip. they were. It's like a two minute trailer. It's really quick. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're like um, carnival toys. Yeah, they're uh, they're, they're like hoping to get like one one at a carnival yeah <laughs> so it's some some banter back and forth about uh-huh. because they, they had mentioned something about that buzz lightyear guy man he's so cool i've seen him on tv and all this or right. something and yeah it, it was kind of a they fun can't little, remember what buzz lightyear says uh it's like um give me a break give right. me a break break me off a piece of that fancy feast football cream what does he say? It's like that, you know. They don't have, so they're getting what Buzz Lightyear says wrong, uh, the two infinity and beyond thing. Yeah. And then Woody and Buzz actually walk in, and they say it, and they go, "That doesn't make any sense." Two infinity, and, you can't go to infinity, let alone beyond it. <laughs> it's science. <laughs> this, this guy doesn't know science. That's <laughs> yeah, what he says. It's really funny. Yeah, it was. It just is it a fun little thing to get you excited to just know that it's coming and it I mean I don't I'll never get tired of those that they're part of my childhood they're part of my adulthood like they just they're timeless my kids love them I love to watch them so I'm excited for a fourth one you're talking 23 years ago already 95 the first one came out wow yeah so I I remember getting a a Woody and my brother got a Buzz Lightyear for Christmas one year and I was a little kid I was probably six years old. Well, in, in 95, I was six. and that's, that's probably the year I got that toy, but I can remember that vividly. Man, that's crazy. Crazy, huh? Yeah. So as long as the voice actors are still going, man, I say make them. Have some fun with them. Yeah, so then the <coughs> other... Uh, so the Dumbo trailer, did Darren, you, you, so you hadn't seen the second one? No, I haven't one. seen that one yet. So, so I'm the one that tweeted out that I was excited to see it. But you made you brought up some good points that I didn't even think about, or just the one really, is that the crows aren't in it, and I didn't realize until you mentioned it how oh, much yeah. it, how much it varies from the animated one. That I don't think the mouse they haven't shown the mouse at all. So the mouse, 
you see a cage with a little mouse with the little suit on, mm-hmm. but I don't remember that for clip. just it's brief. It's super brief. Okay, and so you got to assume that that's Timothy. What kind of role he's going to have in this movie? I don't know because obviously in the light. So so to kind of back this up a little bit, you had posted on our Twitter account that you're yeah. excited for this, yeah. and I had respond. I was I was being kind of silly, but my my first takeaway was like when I watched the trailer, I I thought this is not even close to the same story. This is a completely different story. The only thing I recognize is that there's a little elephant named Dumbo and it takes place at a circus. But everything else, it's like you got these kids that are seemingly taking the place of Timothy the Mouse. That's what I gathered too, yeah. I made the joke about Michael Keaton is he he's he the crow then the only thing I like about this well I shouldn't say the only thing I like but one thing I do like is that the last time Tim Burton Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito got together <laughs> there's it was a, Batman it, it was a pretty good time so no but but I was gonna say like the, the the movie the trailer itself it just is like the story is is totally not even the same story from what they're presenting in this trailer. However, I also recognize that the cartoon Dumbo is like 40 minutes long. It's super short. Are you serious? Oh, it's so short. It's I think it's like an hour. I actually think it's like 59 minutes or okay. something like that. Huh. But it's, it's really short. Not really a ton happens in the movie. And it's all driven by animals. And they obviously want to put some sort of oh, human touch it. to it. That's true. And so you pretty much have to change the story you have to change the people who are driving this plot and things and um yeah because who would michael keaton's character even be i mean danny devito is obviously kind of like the drunk loud carny you know he's a foreman the the yeah who is 64 minutes okay so yeah it's a short cartoon yeah so the the only humans in the cartoon are the faceless Workers who put yeah. up the tents in the storm. Just the carnies, yeah, in the beginning. And you don't even see their faces. It's not no. a. They're not like characters that are, you know. Yeah. And then the only human characters though are the clowns, that get Dumbo drunk, right. and the uh, ringmaster, which yeah, I think it. is Danny. DeVito. Danny DeVito. Hmm. Yeah. So, so you have Colin Farrell. So like you have to Michael have. You got these ki- kids. You got Michael Keaton. You got Colin Farrell. And the kids. So you have four characters already that don't exist. And they're making it, yeah. yeah. And you have the kids playing the sympathy card with Dumbo, which you don't need anyways, because we get, even from the animated movie, you get it sad. I don't need kids having yeah, a pouty face you, to tell you me You see this, the separation scene. Right. Which, and I, I will as, say this. Even for as a what? kid, that was a hard oh, scene yeah, to watch. Oh, sure. felt really sad for him. Couldn't get to his mommy. Right. And I will say this, I said this to Caitlin. I said, for what it is, if I just look at this trailer for what it is, it looks like a cute movie. It looks like it's going to be a, fun, a, a good movie. Um, even the trailer itself, I, I got a little, someone was chopping onions during that trailer, <laughs> you know, like it was, it looks like it's going to be good. I just, my whole point was like, wow, this is, looks as if it's a total left turn oh, from one. the cartoon. Yeah. <coughs> I don't even remember <coughs> the storyline of the original Dumbo, except that there's a scene where everybody gets drunk and the crows, the pink elephants. Yeah. yeah, that's like the only thing. You I see a even... glimpse of that in the live action trailer. You yeah. see like a yeah the pink, a you pink, see the pink elephant elephants. floating. So yeah, and that being a Tim Burton thing, that that scene will probably be pretty interesting. It looks actually it looked um, from that half second that they show in the trailer. It looks like it's gonna mirror the animated version. Yeah, yeah, a lot. So anyway, very very early to be saying all the things I'm saying because. 
yeah, don't, you don't know. know. I'm just saying, based off this little two and a half minute trailer, my first thought was, well, this this is nothing like Dumbo the cartoon. Right. So to say this is a a remake of the cartoon or the Did live you? action version of this story, and I think it's based off a book. I'm I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. Maybe not. Have you seen the other remakes, Beauty and the Beast? I have. Jungle Book? I haven't seen Jungle... Oh, I've seen parts of Jungle Book, but I, I've seen Beauty and the Beast. I haven't seen any of these Beauty remakes. and the Beast was pretty close to the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, my my girls love it. Okay. Yeah. It was... It, 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 I mean, I prefer the cartoon still, but it, they did a good job on it. I, I didn't have too many complaints about the yeah. live action. I'm looking forward to the Aladdin. We did get a teaser trailer that for Aladdin. That Aladdin teaser looks pretty sweet. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. I'm I'm skeptical of Will Smith as we might have talked about this already. I'm I don't not know. sure. I'm skeptical of Will Smith as the genie. Yeah, but I that's only because the genie's iconic. Robin Williams, like you can't, he, it's gonna be so hard to talk, it's, and it's gonna be hard to separate that. You, you, but. Like I enjoy Will Smith, but I enjoyed him 25 years ago. Him voicing the character of the genie. That's such an iconic role. It's such an iconic voice. Well, he's not voicing. This is, oh, we talked right. about that's this. Right. He's going to actually he's be actually the genie. Going to be the genie. And gosh, I. Which actually makes, makes nervous, it better. Man. I don't know. Because if it's a giant blue, you know, genie, you think Robin Williams. But if it's actually Will Smith in character, yeah. you think Shaq is Kazam. They still have to use some <laughs> CGI's on that, right? You can't just like. I want it to rain junk food. I <laughs> can't just paint them blue. I don't know how they're going to do that. I want to see how, what that looks like. They don't have to be blue, man. He's a genie. He's got to be blue. What if, like... <laughs> the genie's blue. Really, what they should have done is just hired the blue man group to just come in and start playing on a bunch of PVC pipe and... You don't know. They might have done those. <laughs> hey, uh, breaking news here for you. All right, let's hear it. The Avengers 4 Prelude comic... Oh, my gosh. You ...comes out on December 5th. You had me so excited. Which means these Prelude comics... Never come out before the trailer. So that means the trailer is imminent. Oh, yeah. Probably like two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Very cool. I'm not going to sleep for two weeks. (laughs) You can hang out with with Boaz. I'm just going to... Oh, my gosh. Come over. I'm just going to watch my phone for breaking news. (laughs) So... Fantastic Beasts 2. I'm going to recuse myself from this conversation as I've not read one word of a Harry Potter book nor seen any of the movies all the way through. I'm so disappointed in you. I'm going to give the floor to Darren for sure. For, for now, I mean, I've got a couple. I saw a scene when Harry Potter got tied up in some spider web, and I was like, I hate spiders. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm Gross. Done. Dude, that's, uh, that's kind of the from. point of that. I did see one movie that was kind of cool part where this one guy with some weird-looking eyes uh, it was kind of like a bad guy who's kind of like possessed or, or like taken over by somebody or somebody else was pretending to the be this guy. The guy with the googly eyes? Yeah, the googly the, eyes. What's his name? Professor. Uh, and then he showed himself the to be who the... like he really was. Oh, Mad-Eye Moody? I think it was like the third one or whatever. And I was that's like, oh, that's one. pretty cool. Those are like two scenes I know from Harry wow. Potter. So Darren, you got the floor. Wow. Yeah, well, I just re- I just finished reading. <laughs> Not even I. I honestly had forgotten the Fantastic Beast Two was coming out. I thought the first movie was good. It was enjoyable. Um, it wasn't like earth shattering or anything for me because the books have always been pretty amazing, and these are just straight movies coming from Rowling's J.K. Rowling's you know ideas. So th- there's no book. There's no book, Tying but she's like a writer producer. She's heavily involved with. The story itself. That's interesting. No book is pushing this. Okay. 
Yeah, but uh, it's, it's a, a like a five part series. But yeah, so I just finished reading, rereading all of Harry Potter over the last couple of months, um, which was uh, highly enjoyable. Um, tons of fun, and uh, and then I saw online today just all the all the stories and people writing articles about the movie coming out, and and this one actually ties more into a lot of the story because you've got the young. Dumbledore mm-hmm. with Jude, that Jude Law is playing. You've got uh, Grindelwald, who's he was revealed at the end of the last one. Spoiler alert! Mm-hmm. Um, and the end he, of the last Fantastic Beast. Yeah, right. Yeah, he. Colin Farrell was playing a guy in the American Magic Ministry, like their Congress, um, magical Congress people, and uh, and at the end, it was revealed he was actually Grindelwald, which is the tie-in to the books where. Grindelwald is like he was the worst Dark Lord before Voldemort. Right. Oh, okay. And he had these are prequels, right? Yes. These are yeah. basically prequels. Yeah. Yeah. Newt Scamander is the main character. That's a dope name. That's yeah. Eddie Redmayne's character. Yeah. Yeah, and he. So yeah. Anyway, he he's the author of a book that shows up a lot in the original Harry Potter series. So then they made a series off of, because it's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is the title of the book in Harry Potter. And so they do a book series on this guy who finds magical beasts and what he does with them. And and uh, then they tie it into Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And Grindelwald is the wizard that Dumbledore defeated and got the Elder Wand. So there's a lot of wand stuff going on with the Deathly Hollows, which is really cool. And you find out that uh, the big reveal a few weeks ago is that this character who can transform herself into a snake is actually named Nagini, which is the snake that is Voldemort's pet that he turns into a horcrux and has part of his soul inside in the book series. So you actually realize that you're like, that that was a person before until they like became a snake forever. Whoa, she became a snake forever? Yeah. So that happened. So there's a lot of, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Blood curse, man. It's gotta be yeah. blood curse. <laughs> Is that kind of like when you go cross-eyed for too long and somebody hits you on the back of the head? If you keep doing that, you're gonna stay that way forever. So, having just read Harry Potter and having gotten into like, especially finishing Deathly Hallows, the last book, when it goes into all this stuff about the wand and wand lore and all these things that that come into it, and you realize that that's a big part of this movie. It's like, oh, I really want to go watch this. I would have wanted to watch it anyway, but now I'm all, now I'm all hyped. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I, I really liked the first one. And so my history with Harry Potter is that I haven't read all the books. I've read some of them. Honestly, haven't gotten that into them. That's why I haven't read all of them because it's yeah. there's seven of them. You have to like, you know, it's, it's like, okay, if I'm not that into it, I just have a hard time moving on to the third, the fourth, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. So I haven't read all the books, but I've seen all the movies. Um, the movies were good to me some were better than others mm-hmm. i think my favorite movie was um the prisoner of azkaban oh yeah that's a great book it too. was really good and then the other movie i liked was um the one where they do the compet the the um oh man remind me of the what's the fourth one? Oh, the triwizard tournament yeah the, the one where the where, spoiler alerts where the boy dies yeah yeah that that movie was really good that boy and that, who dies 
resurrects as a vampire in Twilight. <laughs> That's just right. so you guys know. That's Wait, right. it's, it's, it's Robert, Ro- Robert, Robert Pattinson's best role. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, when, I, when I saw okay. the movie, I was like, oh, it's him. But Caitlin was just like, just ignore that and just watch the movie. But no, that movie actually was really good. That for me, when I was watching the movies, um, that was the one that, although I really liked The Prisoner of Azkaban, which I think is the third. Yeah, right? that's the third one. So when I saw that, that other one, what one was it? Uh, Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Number four. That's right. That one to me, it's like that took the turn of like, well, this just got, it got it gets dark. intense and dark. Yeah. 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 So like, but I, I liked the movies, um, but I really liked Fantastic Beasts. Hmm. I, I, I thought that was great and it was fun and entertaining. And I liked that it just had those little like, like the small touches with the Harry yeah. Potter stuff where you're like, Oh yeah, like that's cool. And so hearing what you just said and then kind of knowing what this fantastic beast two is going to do even more of that and open up some more of the lore and yeah. stuff, um, has me excited. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm on board with it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't think about it. Like that sounds really cool. <laughs> and hearing the tie-ins to the Potter series sound amazing. Yeah. Uh, what role does Johnny Depp play? He plays. So, oh, go ahead. Dude. Yeah, he's he's Grindelwald. He's the evil wizard. Okay, that makes sense because he looks pretty evil. Yeah, and he's an albino. Albinos are always bad. Guys. <laughs> always bad. Always bad guys. Yeah. Sorry if there's any albinos listening. I'm just, you guys are always bad on the movies. It's Hollywood. It's true. It's yeah. true. What other bad albinos are out there? I can't think. Of oh, there's like um, isn't there a Bond villain? Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh, is Jared Leto's? Oh, what Bond movie is that though? Last year I went through all twenty three Bond movies. I remember you telling us. Oh, that's right. I remember getting those texts. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that that was great. We'll have to do a Bond episode sometimes. (laughs) But uh, yeah, with with Fantastic Beasts and man, Brian Sauvé needed to be on this episode. Um, But I'll I'll represent for you. Um, We did an episode a few a few episodes back where we talked about best book to movie translations and reading through the books, the movies, those are some of the absolute best interpretations of the books. It, it gets a little bit towards the end of the books. They get a little, the movies are a little bit less detailed, but you had to be, you couldn't go into all of the stuff. You just had to kind of say some things and not get into the, the depth of it. But if you've watched the movies, you know the basic plots of the books without a lot of extra material. So, and J.K. Rowling is one of the best world creators. This is what, who's who's doing this? Is this WB? Yeah, because yeah, it sounds pretty, yeah. Yeah. sounds pretty impressive. This is what they need needed to be doing with like DC and and Star Wars needs to take a, a, a I don't know, whatever. A from, note out of a note, page. yeah. Because Rowling is one of the absolute best world creators since like, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis and all those kinds of guys. And uh, and to have, like, you have your big, long series, then you take a break, and then you do some prequels that have loose tie-ins, like, oh, this guy wrote a book, and there's some similar creatures and characters, and, and oh, wow, there all of a sudden there's this, there's this wand slash lightsaber that shows up that's kind of similar, you know? Star Wars should do something like that, but they don't. <laughs> so... Anyway, I'm excited for Fantastic Beasts. That, yeah. that'll, that's it gonna does be look a similar. When it first came out, I, well, I had already knew that this new J.K. Rowling series was coming out, but I didn't know how it tied in or anything like that. 
but you can tell right away that it has touches of Potter all in it. Oh, like yeah. Just from the graphics and the way it looks and the monsters, it looks very much from the same universe as Potter does. Yeah, their branding is on point. Yeah. And her storytelling is on point. So that's why these movies, even though they're not based on the books, they're still really good. Hmm. I'm excited to see Jude Law as a young Dumbledore. Oh, that's good. Just be, because yeah. Dumbledore in the... in. You know, obviously the books, but like I said, I don't have as much experience with the books. I've, I've read the first two and some of the third, I think. But either way, um, the, in the movies, Dumbledore is just such a such a great character. And, and so, like, it's, oh, yeah. and, and then there's little, like, you know, little things dropped here and there about his past and these things. And so, like, now that we get to, like, see that, I think that's pretty cool. Like, And so, I'm interested to see how, how that's fleshed out and how Jude Law plays him and and the relationship between him and Grindelwald yeah pretty interesting how so. many movies was Potter seven eight well oh eight yeah, that's right there's seven books eight yeah. movies because the, 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 the final one was split into five two prequels mm-hmm. wow that's that's extensive well it's a it, it like you said it's, it's an extensive world. world with a lot going on and a lot of characters and from the movies I, I even in the movies I'm sure even more so in the books but in the movies like each character is is interesting you know what i mean like she Mm -hmm. she i think jk rowling does a good job at creating interesting which is funny because i always talk about how i never got into the books right and yet i'm sitting here saying like how interesting it is i'm sitting here thinking oh maybe i ought to just like (laughs) press through i don't know what it is that like keeps me from moving on in the in the books i don't know i'm a weird dude i can't Hmm. (laughs) All right, dudes. All right. You want to move on to the association? I will just say quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, rest in peace, Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, before we move on. Stan Lee passed away 95 years, years old. Years old. Mm-hmm. Iconic. That's a good life, 95. Yeah. So, Ooh. yep, just I don't think we need to say much about yeah. it other than huh? that's a, be a that's sad like, day when Unless you guys want to say what your favorite cameo was. My favorite cameo of his was in Mallrats. So. <laughs> <laughs> his last cameo that I I saw, not that I saw, um, I saw on Twitter that his last cameo was actually in a DC cartoon. Oh, in the DC um, uh, Teen he's, Titans he's cartoon. Nice. Yeah, yep. there was Cyborg. He, he walks in apparently and uh-huh. says, wait, this isn't, oh, wrong universe. And then he <laughs> walks out. But he actually voiced it. Yeah. He, yeah, he a, did that for DC. And yeah, uh-huh. so it's good a, like sport real, and just a fun, that's a cool thing. Yeah, it's a real cameo. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's just interesting bit of trivia that Stanley's last cameo is actually in a DC product. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, so the NBA. Uh, Jimmy Butler got traded. Finally, we can start Mello talking about fires. And oh. the Jazz hit an iceberg and maybe be slowly sinking to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Or maybe they're clinging frozen to the edge of a plank. That's right. God, I won't let it go. Maybe. May- you know what? That's us. So That's us, and Rubio is sinking. And we're saying, I won't let go, Rubio. Yeah. I won't let go. That's what I'm saying. God, I want him to play well. And he just is frozen, dead, <sighs> stiff. Why didn't he float? Why did he sink? Because he was a bloated, frozen man. Yeah. Well, not bloated. Well, not bloated. He should have been alive. My thing is, there was plenty of room for him up on that door. <laughs> yeah, so, but they could have maybe come stopped, on, Rose. Maybe added weight would have put it under the water. <laughs> Rose was still like, listen. You're still third class to me. 
Um, so, uh, Jimmy Butler got traded. Do you have opinions about that? <laughs> I watched Minnesota the other night. Oh, no, no opinions. No opinions at all. Minnesota was a lot of fun to watch without Butler. That's they what were, I've heard. They were really fun to watch without Butler. They had some great passing, great shooting. They looked, I mean, I like the two assets they got. Sarich and, and Covington. Those are yeah. good players. So, that's a really good role. I'd love to have any one of those dudes on the Jazz. Yeah, for I, sure. I... Philly, I don't know how they... I didn't see any clips from that game. I know they lost to Orlando, which is... This is the problem. What? Butler going to Philly means Fultz plays less. And well, the more Fultz problem. plays, the more they lose. <laughs> and that is a very good thing for me. So Why is it a good thing for you that they lose? Because I hate Philly. Why? You guys always beat him in the finals. What do you hate Philly for? Well, one, I'm a Laker fan. Iverson stepped over Ty Lue. Oh, that was a even as a Lake, like that was as good, a Laker though, huh? fan. That was good. I, I respect that. Oh, I remember <laughs> watching that going. That's so disrespectful. That was, and, and the fact that they beat him oh. to like four four games to one in that series made it like okay, that they was a fun him. moment. Him, it's yeah. Ty Lue. Who cares? That's if you had right. done that to Kobe. All of all oh. of the Lakers would have hated Iverson. It would have been a brawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did it to Ty Lue, and I mean, Ty Lue is one of those guys you're like every once in a while he'd have that game that you're like, yes, we've got Ty Lue. Other than that, it's like just give the ball to Kobe. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I think I think uh, yeah, I it could be a really horrible thing for Philly or a really wonderful thing for Philly, and I just hope it goes really bad. Yeah. I hope that uh, that he is a locker room cancer there, that he turns Joel Embiid against Ben Simmons, that he makes Markel Fultz so unconfident in his jumper that Fultz never attempts another jump shot. Uh, Fultz, I, I think, man, he's going to have to go to like the D-League or something to get that thing fixed. You, yeah, he's got a hitch like a Charles Barkley golf swing hitch in his free throw now. Well, and now you got people saying he's injured. No, he's not. He has to completely relearn how to do ordinary like basketball yeah. activities because his shoulder is so messed up. No, it's not. There's he was in a motorcycle, motorcycle accident. Right. All of a sudden, oh, that's why. Well, I guess he had a falling out with his trainer who'd been working with or him. did he well because that's also yeah, debated exactly yeah. so the thing i read and like you said who knows but the thing i read was they had a falling out and basically the trainer came public with well guess what he got in a motorcycle accident that's why we're dealing with all this the sixers are the wwf Gosh. wcw of of the nba because there's so many storylines and nobody knows what is going on it's a soap opera and, and butler's already been quoted as saying he's not gonna quote coddle Fultz. <laughs> so that already is like, oh that's gonna be brutal. My he's thing gonna, is he's gonna he's gonna be going at him in practice. That's what I mean. Like <laughs> he's already on the record saying, I'm not gonna coddle him. Like he's, learn he's, to shoot. He's do do what you gotta do. But yeah. the thing is is Jimmy Butler's going in there clearly from his press conference. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. No, I heard he about it. He basically went in there and said this is my team. Y'all better get ready. <laughs> this is Jimmy Butler time. And then, meanwhile, you got Joel Embiid saying, thinking, I'm putting up 32 and 28 every night. My fantasy, this is the Dontrage Fantasy League appreciates that. I love right. It. <laughs> He's killing. But this is my team. You got 
Ben Simmons, who I, I can't remember who said this, but I heard recently, you got Ben Simmons who thinks he is LeBron James. Yeah, he's and, you know, and so like and a half points per game right now. All right, so I don't want to hear. Yeah, that, but John. he thinks that he, he he thinks it's his team, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. You've got these personalities now. This is gonna be fun. Are, it's gonna be it's gonna really be really interesting. I, to I think watch. it's gonna burn down. That's what I think. I think the Philly process, trust the process, has just hit and hit a big speed bump, and I think that they've got some malware on their system, and that it's going to come to a crashing end. I heard. Because I don't like they they don't have any more draft picks I don't think they've whiffed on picks they could have had Tatum they could have had Porzingis and they've drafted these people yeah, Nerlens Noel jo- Jaleel Okafor Martel right. Fultz they, they've completely whiffed on it and so Ben Simmons and Joel are, are a good pair but they've rushed the process and they've let go of great assets like Covington and Sarek to get Jimmy Butler for like this win now mode when you have Toronto, Milwaukee, and Boston all staring you in the face. Yeah. Like you're not better than, and even Indiana, you're not better than these teams. Well, the you're talent's there, now. but as we can see from, I mean, a lot of teams, you got the talent. doesn't always mean it's going to pan no. out to anything. But I think it was the other night I was watching um, ESPN – and um, I think cable? it was what's that? You still got cable? No, I was at my in-laws. There you go, true millennial baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I think it was Chauncey Billups was saying that um, you have so like Jimmy Butler is this top ten, maybe arguably top ten player top in the 10, league right 15. now, top fifteen. Yeah. So, all-star scorer, defender does these things he's a great player mm-hmm. and then you've got two guys that are by all accounts generational talents now we're laughing about ben simmons right now but the dude if he a, learns how to shoot he'll be exactly unstoppable. exactly and so whatever his perception is of himself right now is, is up up in the air is up for debate i guess but like there's no denying what he could be and there's no denying what Joel Embiid, he seems like he's been healthy now for two straight seasons. So if the health the health issues are behind him, this is he's good. This is Shaquille O'Neal with you a know, point shot. With a yeah, and so so anyway, and a, and Chauncey Billups. Flop. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he's he's good. So Chauncey Billups, and I'm pretty sure it's Chauncey Billups, was saying like you got these two once in a generation talents surrounded by really really good role players and then you bring in a guy who while he's great he's not a once in a generation talent jimmy butler and so i thought that was an interesting way to Mm. put just a a look at it just kind of a just eyeballs on it saying this is the situation now whether it's going to work or not he wasn't that's not what he was getting into he was just saying look at this and now tell me is that something you maybe should have done or not like I don't think he was really saying one way or the other. It just I just thought that was interesting. Those are some interesting comments. That's what I mean is they had to give up a lot to get him. Like you gave up a lot of shooting and floor spacing. Oh, Minnesota did great. You already had in a that problem trade. with spacing, anyways. You gave up a lot more spacing trying to get him. So your spacing is even worse than it already was. Well, in and Minnesota, you your Ben Simmons, one of your greatest players, still can't space the floor. So. It's yep. just going to be an interest. They're going to have to f- fill out that roster with some shooters. It's crazy because Minnesota got some really, really nice pieces, some picks, and they got to keep 
Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. I mean, in the sense of they chose Carl Anthony Towns, which was oh, that was right one there. of the best decisions they've made absolutely in a long time. So we'll see if they keep. I mean, making that's as good a decision as they made since they drafted Johnny Flynn. <laughs> Johnny Flynn, that's right. Um, Along with Ricky Rubio, back to back, back to back, right before Steph. <laughs> right before Steph. That's right. There's some point guards on Come the board. On. Yeah. <laughs> Who should we pick? Uh, a college point guard who's really great. Actually, probably the best of all time at a catch and shoot. Or Johnny Flynn and uh, this Spanish sensation, Ricky Rubio. Mm, so, yeah, let's go with those two guys. Well, and the thing I is, don't hate picking Rubio at the time. Back in the day. Right, not Rubio. Yeah, Rubio was yeah. amazing. I don't think anyone Flynn, argued with the Rubio. Flynn was decent. The thing was is is that everybody knew that Steph Curry was probably going to be better than than Flynn. That yeah. he, he had way more upside. At, yeah, at college, he didn't have the, the ball handling skills. He was a dope catch and, yeah. catch and shoot and they, player already. They went and picked two back-to-back point guards when the point guard they really needed to put with... Did they have... Was it? They didn't have Garnett at that... The Garnett had left at that point, right? Um, it was Kevin Love. Yeah, Kevin Love. Like If you'd had Curry and Love together... I mean, that would have been the Splash Brothers before the Splash Brothers. They went to Detroit Lions, start drafting receivers all the time. Yeah. Oh, I remember that every um, year. So, Carmelo Anthony, I think he seems to be done, fellas. He, he might be heading to China. Yeah. He lasted like 13. Teaming up with Jimmer? 12 games with the Rockets before <laughs> they literally Brothers just benched 3.0. him. And said, we'll pay you to stay home. <laughs> We're not going to cut you. We're going to respect your name enough not to cut you. Because he's not officially waived yet, is Correct. he? Correct. No, no the, but his agent is reaching out to teams. So word from Woj is that they will keep him on the roster, but he will not travel with the team or anything like that. So, yeah, he's done. Um, he's done. Until maybe somebody gets injured, some roster spots clear up later in the season. Mello's hanging up the hoodie. And somebody <laughs> needs him. The best way I saw it described was that he's, a, uh, he's an analog device in a digital world. And... Yeah. Think of how the NBA has changed since 2003. LeBron James had to do this as well. I mean, you're you're coming in right at the end, the twilight of Shaquille O'Neal, Alonzo Mourning, these like an inside-out NBA. Throw it into the big guy. 100 points was a lot back at that time, pre-Steph Curry. And these guys have come into that league where Melo in his ISO game, Mark Jackson ISO game, that's prime. That's good. That's good ball. And then 15 years later, no, we don't we don't play that play that way anymore. It's about ball movement, Spurs ball, passing the ball, open shots, hit a, a good uh, an open three is better than a than like a, a long two. Right. Melo has never adapted, never changed. He's still good at what he does, but what he does isn't used anymore. That's that's the problem. He's still a working VCR, but everybody's using DVDs, Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah. Who uses DVDs anymore? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's downloading. (laughs) He's still on VHS. He he hasn't even gotten to the DVD yet. He's he's a VHS mixtape. He's a VHS in a streaming world. (laughs) He uh, if if only it were two years ago, and Vladi Divac could uh, you know trade a couple of first rounders. Yeah. Uh, to get him right now. Oh, Vladi would do that in a heartbeat. That's a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, so should he LeBron wait 2.0. out? Yeah. So, do you guys think he should wait out for another team or just retire? Oh, or he what should he should do or what he, he will? He should do, I definitely guess. retire, but he's going to find a team that is going to let him jack thirty shots a game, to, so you can get his twenty-three points. 
that's what he the thing is I don't know if you can find a team that's still stuck in the in the back in the delusion that Mello is still a good valuable yeah. player yeah the only yeah, the only person so. that I'm really honestly personally worried would do that is uh, uh, is Magic Johnson um, oh. trying to bring him in which would just be horrible other than he's already come out publicly and said we're sorry we're not signing yeah. so yeah. You, you can which is LeBron, LeBron going to Magic listen yeah. he's my friend I need you to be the one who says this yeah, that's so right. I can still <laughs> I'm going to put out on Twitter that you all better start putting some respect on that name. <laughs> but Magic, do not sign this dude. <laughs> and that's crazy because all these players did that. They went on Twitter and said, yo, it's not mellow. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's the, you got to address the real problem that hasn't been done. Yeah, yeah. And respect mellow, respect mellow. And, and I've seen a bunch of people basically saying back, yeah, but would you have him on your team? And... I guarantee <laughs> Dwayne Wade, yeah, LeBron, no, all these no, guys that like, yeah, that they're team. friends. Sure, you can yeah. be friends, but also acknowledge that, yeah, but I don't want him on my, my they, team. Yeah, that's right. They're buddies. They're good pals. But listen, he's 30-something years old. Father time is caught up. He hasn't changed his game to evolve with the league. He, it's done. Like it's I, What I want him to do on Melo's career. What I want him to do is to end his career in Denver yeah. and kill the Nuggets that from the oh, inside out. I, would love it. I thought you were going to get all sentimental or something. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Drive them into the ground. I would love it. Yes. Preach. <laughs> I thought you were going to say just sign a 10-day and call it good. No, no, no. Uh, I want him to play the whole season and take all of Jokic's stats. I want him and AI to come back. <laughs> yes, on the Nuggets. Bring back Kenyon <laughs> Martin too, man. Bring them all back. So I, I thought it was interesting. I did see Tracy McGrady said he needs to retire. And I think that's interesting coming from a player like Trace McGrady who did what Melo is doing. Yep. And yep. it's this retrospect saying, look, I tried, I went to the Pistons, I went to the Hawks, I went to the the Spurs, I went to the... See, I don't even remember he, McGrady. Yeah, that's what I'm Pistons saying. He went for the all Hawks. these where it was just like sad. It was sad to see Tracy McGrady yep. out there scoring. Two well, just, yeah, just... just couldn't even get Rudy Gay numbers. No. Right. It was it was sad because like Yeah. There was a while where man, Tracy McGrady, he was the man he all dude. The him and with, the with Houston were, were and Toronto. Yep. But uh and he so had, anyway He had I think one of the possibly the greatest single season stat lines where his PER was above Michael Jordan levels. Which showed like this is if he had ever sustained that, nobody would have been talking about Kobe as the best player of that generation or that time frame. But he never could sustain it. Like Kobe yeah, sustained back injuries it. all the time. Yeah, T Mac yeah. had injuries. He there's all this stuff about he he wasn't a guy who loved the grind or who loved the practice. So um, he was so good though. But he, he was reminded me of Kevin amazing. Garnett where he rose up to shoot a shot and you're like, it's going in. Remember when he scored 12 points on his own in. Less than 30 seconds to win a game. Yeah, it was against the Spurs. Yeah. I'll watch that clip just to be oh, like, holy awesome. cow, that was Just to watch it happen. Yeah. yeah, it's like Reggie Miller hitting yep. those two mm-hmm. shots. Yeah. Exactly. But I just thought that was interesting. Like, Tracy McGrady, of all people, basically saying, brother, take it from me. <laughs> like well, You can see it now. You know, McGrady's a couple years removed. He's got 20-20 vision. Um so before we before we wrap it up, let's put our GM hats on. The Jazz suffered their worst <laughs> loss since moving to Utah. 
They lost by 50 points. Jazz Nation is humbled. We are saddened, frustrated, irritated, motivated. I'm running out of things. Salivated. Salivated. (laughs) Inebriated. Inebriated. What do we do to get... Listen, we're 7-7 and at this point last year. Or no, are we 7-7? 7-8. 7-7. 7-7 at this point last year, I think we were 6-8. So, you know, it's a game difference. Not a huge deal, right? But we did not expect to be in this place. No, no, no. So that's what makes this Last year we were just hoping to survive without Hayward. And Donovan Mitchell was throwing up three for 20s. Yeah. As he got acclimated to the league. Right. And then we ripped off a 29-6 and six run to finish off last season. Oh, right, yeah. And we've already lost more games in 14 than we did in 35 last year. And that's not how we were supposed to start. Right. And like I texted nope. you guys, we should be... I mean, we have a hard schedule, so we expected it would be tough. Yeah, but... But we didn't expect 500. Every team in the West has a hard schedule. Right. Yeah. There's not one game, unless you're playing... Like, this should be the game. You're like, yeah, pencil that in. That's a win. Well, yeah. Yeah, we Memphis should have three more Memphis right three times. Dallas three times already, right? Mm-hmm. Like... We already we, beat Dallas twice. We should at least... Instead, we've... Yeah, we've, we beat Dallas twice. We beat Memphis once. So uh, okay, so we're going, you yep. know, five hundred. Should have beat right the there, two wolves still. But until Derrick Rose had his whatever game, should have yeah. beat the Warriors. And that's the thing is, we should have beat the Warriors. We beat the Rockets. Right. We're playing. We can't. It's why I'm not super down about fifty points. Because you're we, not down about fifty points. No, because first <laughs> of all, this isn't happening. Yeah. At Christmas, you know, this isn't happening yeah, in January ruined. or February. They're not going to be ruining my Christmas. Yeah, but uh, it's it's the 14th game of the season. Like I said, we should be 10-4. and four. We're 7-7. Seven and seven. It's only a three-game difference. We know we can play. If we got blown out by 50 by the Warriors, then that's that says you don't belong at our level. Playing the Warriors to the last possession, beating some of these really good teams, beating the Celtics means we're at that level on a game-by-game basis. We're just not at their level on a seasonal basis. And losing by 50 points in the 14th game of the season should have everybody sitting back going, okay, I, I bought my own hype, or whatever it is, that they decided that they didn't need to show up. And they decide we are going to grit and grind and blow out, try, try to beat every team by 30 from here on out, whether it's the Suns or the Warriors. You know, whether we're playing Cleveland or Milwaukee, we want to win by 30. So I'm hoping that this is actually the absolute best case scenario where we got humiliated. So by this a team is the we point that even beat. national media is like, the Jazz lost by 50. We never get noticed, even now. But now we're noticed, and so show up, start So playing. this is the Atlanta Hawks game? This is the the Atlanta Hawks game from last year. Oh, I hope so. It better be for Rubio. Rubio needs to so, stop uh, being the anchor to our speedboat. So, GM Darren, what do you what do you do about it? Do if ho- I'm so, what, what I want to do as a fan is because what is Jeff go Twitter to the trade wa- machine. What Jeff you know? Twitter wants to do is just trade it all away. Yeah, tank note. Yeah, tank is everything. Yeah, tank is everything. Right now. <laughs> Hashtag tank is everything. Hashtag tank note. Exactly. Blow it up. Exactly. That's what I want to do. If I'm Dennis Lindsay, I'm going to say, listen, we're the, still the same team. 
that rolled off 29 and 6. This happens. You preach patience, consistency, time, that Snyder's going to figure it out. Gobert and, and Spider's going fi- to figure it out. Ingles is still playing really good ball. Favors is actually playing decent. You know, Burks is playing decent. Favors is playing decent. People are still talking. I think SLC yeah. Dunk the other day was like, are the Jazz done with Favors or something? And I'm like... Everybody says that every playing, year. Actually, I know that him and Gobert don't work like peanut butter and jelly together, but he's playing pretty decent right yeah, now. Yeah, they're doing all right. Yeah. So if I'm the Jazz GM, I, I would say, this was our wake-up call. Just wait it out. This is the low. This is the, this is the worst part of the storm. We're coming into... We're going to start... We're going to figure this out. Because what happens... I mean, honestly, who do you trade for? That's not a one-year rental. You know, you trade for Rozier, great. You know, he's going to definitely boost our production, then he's gone, then what do you have? And that's, you know? that's the hard thing I was looking at today is viable trade options. Yeah. There's not a lot. Of, not even from opposing teams, but our assets. Right. Rubio's on a one-year contract. You can't... No one's going to move that. He's playing crappy. Mm-hmm. No one's going to want to take him. He's also only got like eight months left on his contract. Yeah. You can't move that contract. Right. Yeah. I think that... Unless you put in a more valuable asset, like a Joe Ingles. Well, I don't want to move Joe Ingles. Right. And even he, he's over 30. He's a sharpshooter. He right. can get you a good return, but he's not going to change. Losing... No. You will never get back for Joe Ingles what you lose when you give up Joe Ingles. No. I think... I think that um, the the Jazz, the way that Dennis Lindsay has signed players in the last three seasons has been pointing to 2019 offseason. Oh, yeah. And I don't totally. think that changes, even nope. though we just lost by 50 points to the Dallas Mavericks. I think that's the hard truth. And so yeah. the hard truth is that what, you know, okay. We've got, what, a 25-year-old and a 21-year-old as our right. best players. We've well, got time. Right. Well, and excited, not only that, but everything has been built mode. for this upcoming offseason. The free agency class, the money, and why Why would Dennis Lindsay suddenly just say, okay, I'm going to trade Favors and Rubio five months before this thing that we've been planning for for four years, three, four years. Like, I just don't see it happening unless there is a deal that they got some sort of assurance that this ex-player, you know, will sign an extension. And that solves what we wanted to do in this offseason anyway kind of mm-hmm. deal, kind of thing. But if that's not there with, like, absolute certainty, I think we're going to write it out because we've seen what we can do. And like you said, we've even seen it this season. And this isn't happening. It's not like it's December or January. Um, however, if if it continues, you got to just wonder. And I, like I said, I, I still am firm that I don't think we're going to see, unless it's the deal is just the deal to be made, I don't think we're going to see a trade. But um, if this continues, it does make me wonder how much plans change for maybe an extension for Rubio. I would have said if if Rubio was eligible for an extension at the end of last season, you would probably put money down that he would have got that extension. We wanted allegedly to sign Kyle Lowry. We allegedly wanted to extend George Hill. So like 
we know that the Jazz are looking for a long-term point guard. That is part of the plan. And they're also clearly not scared to not make that Dante Exum. Mm-hmm. So, to me... Listen, favors and Rubio for Damian Lillard. Who says no? I have, a fun little, <laughs> I have a fun little trade that's kind of like that today. I was running So anyway, that's just kind of my two cents. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it there. But like, I, I don't think we see anything as a fan. It's fun, to, it's, it's fun in your frustration to say, look what we could do. Let's make it happen. Right. But will it actually happen? I think that Dennis Lindsay, who was at the game, mm-hmm. he probably went right oh, into the locker room. Gosh. After what a horrible th- what a horrible game! If you're like, uh, I want to show off for the guy who could trade me, yeah. that I want to stay here, and you lay a stink bomb like that. Yeah, but the thing is, but Dennis he probably went knows. into the locker room and probably talked to him. And I don't think people are always saying like, "Oh man, what did Snyder say?" I bet Snyder said nothing. Yeah, because what do you I, say? I don't know what you say after what do you say? Loss, yeah. Like, in fact, I think not throwing a fit. Going in there just ice cold, that is the best way to let the team feel it. It's like that scene in Moneyball when uh, the Oakland A's, you know, are losing and Brad Pitt's character, the manager, Billy Bean, comes in and he sees his players just dancing, having a good time, and he comes with a bat and just beats up some cooler of water, and then it's silent. He's like, that. That's what losing sounds like. That's how I imagined it went down a little bit. Just, But they're already like that it was ice cold in that locker room and nobody wanted to say anything. And that's how it went down. And I bet Snyder doesn't even address it at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, it's so ugly. It is what it is. You move on. And Dennis Lindsay came up, Snyder came up through the Spurs organization. They know that when you're a small market, one thing you cannot do is you cannot give up your draft picks. Because you're not guaranteed that you're going to get free agents. Draft picks are your best way to fill out a team. You're not going to give up your your players because what you can do that other teams can is stay consistent from top to bottom. And consistency, you hope, with the right, when you hit the right, you know, number 27, number 13, when you hit that, you get, you get some, your consistency will win out over star power if you have the right guys. Mm-hmm. That's your hope anyway. Whether it happens, who knows. Rubio could turn, still turn into Rubio. Um, the Rubio that us three witnessed. Exactly. Dominating He could still Russell have the Westbrook. are you not entertained moment. Well, he was crap the first half of last season too. Maybe that's just his thing. He just that was Hayward's sucks thing? for a while. Yeah. That was oh, Hayward every year. I don't year. like that thing. I don't every like it year. either. But he's not our star guy. He's not our star guy. So if Spider and Gobert can keep it rolling, Gobert's doing amazing. We just need oh, Spider yeah. to show yep. up. He's, he's actually our best player. And, yeah. and bottom line, whether we make the eighth seed, get it together, make the third seed or the second seed, miss the playoffs, I still think that everything points to this offseason, this, oh, yeah. this coming summer. I mean, so We Burks, just have to prove that people should come here. Right. Burks, Favors, Yeah, you don't want to... Yeah, Rubio, suddenly all their contracts are done yeah. at, at the end of this year. The yep. money that Utah's going to have is going to be pretty outrageous if they if they want. Oh, right. Yeah, if they renounce the rights to all those... Well, not all of them are... Some of them are just... Most UFAs, of them are unrestricted. Yeah. But Faves is a, is a team option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think X is too? No, yeah, he's on a three-year. 
Exum's on a three year. Yeah, Exum just oh, okay. signed a three year. I think Tabo. Yeah, mm-hmm. Crowder. I think there's no, a, no, Crowder's, no, Crowder's locked in, more, yeah. which right. is good because yep. Crowder. I mean, he, again, don't judge anything based off of last night, but Crowder's got. He's been playing well. Crowder and Rudy have been our two best consistent mm-hmm. players. Well, Ingles. I mean, right Ingles. now, oh, Ingles as well. But right now, Crowder is making a strong, strong case for six man of the year. I think, which I know that uh, I would yeah. rather is so. whatever, really but he's. I been wish really we good. were starting Crowder. I think that Crowder's a better, well. uh, better player to pair with uh, Gobert than Favors is. Yeah. All right, D. Yeah. So anyway, hit us up on Twitter. Follow us. We we really want some followers. So please follow us. Please, please. <laughs> um, make some bots. Did you just beg? Just follow. Here's follow my yeah, I got no shame. Please. <laughs> if our Tell your friends. Twenty-eight followers all create two fake email accounts a day. <laughs> That's like fifty six, yeah. Additional followers. Come on, guys, where you at? I mean, boom. Where you at? Then where you, you at? Know, Hero, like Pod, Hero Ball faithful. But uh, <laughs> Hero so. Ball Nation, boy, you is <laughs> Hero Ballers. Um, like us on uh, rate us on it on uh, on iTunes. Leave us a glowing review. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, follow along. Let us know what your favorite WWE moments were. Um, and what movies you're excited for. Hashtag tank is everything. Keep checking. <laughs>